Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is still sports time. Unfortunately, we're not talking Joker just yet on the podcast. We are talking the National Football League. It is week six, and we are on our way. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today, Bill Needles. How's it going, Bill? It is going well, Matthew. Thank you. Good to hear from you. And as always, rounding out our trifecta, uh, Craig Needles. How's it going, Craig? Uh, it's good. going pretty good. All right. Uh, your Broncos coming off a big win. Won me a yeah. ton of money. ton of money on the Broncos. And, uh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they they got the super cover. Yeah, didn't have to sweat it at all, really, <laughs> at any point. Um, normally, we just kind of jump right into it. I'd like to talk about a couple of the bye week teams this week, though. Because sure. I think that all four of the bye week teams actually are interesting in Ward at least, uh, you know, 10 to 15 yes. seconds from each of us. Um, first up, the Buffalo Bills. Four and one, you guys. Four the and defense one. is really, really good. Yeah. Like, I know the numbers don't bear this out, but, like, uh, their defense might be almost as good as New England's. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really good. What is the Bills' DVOA as far as? Let me just find them. They're a little further down than you. Third in defensive DVOA. Yeah. Uh, the defense is really good. Special teams is dragging them down as far as the yeah. DVOA rankings would go. And, I mean, like, four and one and are a... The one loss was against... hit to Josh yep. Allen away from maybe taking a game from the Patriots and being undefeated going into the bye week. Yep. Man. Good on yep. him. That is definitely a thing. Uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, kind of a tough... Loss. I mean, we, we've we've been on the uh, you know their their quarterbacking isn't really that good, but uh, I mean they lost the weird uh, the the weird London game, which defenses never travel well for the uh, for the London games. Uh, I'm being told right. based on the numbers. And if you're the Chicago Bears and your defense doesn't travel well, you're not traveling well as a team. Exactly. So that's no good. Um, but you know, like they're three and two, and and probably sitting a little bit better than they thought they would in. Uh, and, I think they're yeah. looking at their schedule and being a little bit disappointed that they're 3-2. and two. I think so, too, because they're... Because they should have won that home game against Green Bay. Because yeah. the two the two games they've burned against the NFC North teams they played are both their home games. Mm-hmm. And they went 1-1. One one. Uh, but then you look at the other teams they've had on the schedule, those like th- those should have been wins, and they should have beaten the Raiders. Yeah. I think they're probably, based on the way that the schedule gets tough for them, and it is a brutal, brutal schedule, they're probably disappointed by their record. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the team they played is also on bye week, the Oakland Raiders. And I'm I'm going to say something that I think is a little bit controversial, and you guys can uh, tell me if I'm way, if mm-hmm. I'm way off base with this. We will. Uh, John Gruden as a coach, 2019. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, I I I've I've said on on this podcast many times before. I've got no beef with John Gruden, the coach. John Gruden, the general manager, has That's made true. some questionable choices. Very but true. John Gruden, the coach, I've got no problem with the game planning at all. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, like, I yep. think he's, I think he's fine. I don't think he's good enough to be like that. He's gonna take, you know, ch- uh, what is it? Take a chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad or whatever that that. Uh, and if you are getting a hundred million dollars, maybe you should be that good. True, but like, he's fine. Like I don't think the Raiders are going to look like crap every week, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's on I, an average team. Yeah, is is he bet like is he better than is he the new Jeff Fisher or he's like just sort of old reliable kind of sort of like he's never going to do better than no because here's the thing about Jeff Fisher is there was just zero creativity yeah. with Gruden there's at least creativity in the offensive scheme. Fair, yeah, he at least has a couple tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, fair, 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 yeah. fair. Yeah. And then the last bye week team that I really wanted to talk about. The Indianapolis Colts. Just, I mean, I'm so, I, I was devastated to learn that they were on bye week this week. Because they have been so good to us gambling, you guys. First three weeks, completely undervalued. Week four, they finally overvalued them. But we were all like, hey, it's a trap game, you guys. Bet against the Colts. And then we bet against the Colts. And then 
once again they're like, oh, they just lost last week to the Raiders. They must be shit, and they're playing Kansas City minus 11 or plus 11, and we're like, oh, God, give me those points. Num, 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 num. And they come through not only with the cover, but the aforementioned same as the Broncos, the super cover where, hey, we're a big dog, and we just flat out win the game. I love right. this Indianapolis. Now, the Broncos, uh, it depends on how you want to define super cover, yeah. but the Broncos won their game mm-hmm. by more points than yeah. they were an, a, a dog by. True. Uh, the Colts but, didn't quite get there, but uh, yeah. that defensive performance, and I know Mahomes was banged up, but that was, A, like, and I was texting with Bill about this during the game. There, there's just absolutely zero doubt that Mahomes is the best player in the league, and it's like he's almost in a different stratosphere than everyone else, right? Great. Like he has to be. Every time I watch him play, it's I sit there and think if I was trying to plan a defense against him, I wouldn't know what to do. Right. He's the and it's one of those perfect. It's a perfect marriage between an incredible talent and a virtuoso game planner. Mm -hmm. So there, there, there's that element too. But yeah, it's just like he just makes throws that no one else can make. He does things that just no one else has the ability to do until he gets his ankle rolled up on a couple of times and yeah. just. I mean, yeah. a few of his plays were very Russ and Wils- Russell Wilson-y, but uh, I think he does it better than him. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Russell Wilson might be the second best player in the league. Right? Yeah, honestly, well, if we're talking MVP, the top three right now, I, it's got to be Mahomes. Wilson and I don't know Christian McCaffrey. Are, yeah, are they, are, is that one, two, three right now? Uh, there's certainly going to be some Christian McCaffrey conversation, but you um, know, like, but McCaffrey, like, one would think he can't keep this up, so right, yeah, that'll, that'll tail off. But as of us having this right. conversation before week six, I, I he has his name has to be mentioned, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, let me ask you this. Um, and I know he wasn't great on Sunday, but. Would there be Lamar Jackson votes for MVP right now? I, I, I it, yeah. Would you be willing to? Would you be willing to consider voting for Lamar Jackson? For yeah, if they did not ballot not first, style. Not first. Yeah, if they did yeah. ballot style, like in yeah. Major League Baseball, he would certainly be on my ballot. I, no, I would think right no. now. Uh, no. That's, yeah, that's just someone. Uh, now, I, I think as of right now, if I was voting right here today, I'm voting for Russell Wilson. Yeah, but I think that I'm at least willing to consider Lamar Jackson. I agree. How much would Dalvin Cook have to do to be in the conversation? I think it depends. Like, like that the, Vikings, the Vikings got to be better than the Vikings got to be better than. Th- I don't know they're three and two. Um, like that's they got. Oh, you're win, right. And you're he's right. They're forty percent of their total yardage. Like it's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's like I, I I think that he won't be in the conversation from the perspective that Christian McCaffrey is going to get all the running back yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I I like like Pierce said he can't continue this pace, but even if he continues at a modest pace, his numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it depends, like, if the Panthers wind up making the playoffs and Newton is banged up or not part of this all season, like, the defense has been great. But remember, the last time a non-quarterback won MVP was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Sorry to interrupt, Craig, but who, if if we had this podcast back then, I would have said in week six as well, yeah, there's no way Adrian Peterson can keep this up, right? (laughs) (laughs) Then then he rushed for 2,000 yards. Yeah, exactly. But it would have to be a season like that where – the offense was completely and totally dependent on that running back to do anything. Like, remember, Adrian Peterson rushed for 2,000 yards against nine-man boxes. Like, the Vikings had yeah. zero quarterback help that season. I, I'm gonna look Adrian up. Peterson ran for 2,000 yards against eight and nine-man boxes every goddamn game. <laughs> it was incredible. Was quarterbacking for the Vikings. Christian round. Ponder was the quarterback oh, that season. Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That's right. Yeah, yeah and like good. Matt Asiata. Asiata Cheese was the backup running back, right? So, yeah, it's going to have to be something like that again for a running back to win MVP. But through the first five weeks, McCaffrey's about there. Yeah. That that 2012, that was Blair Walsh's big year, too, right? Before he fell off the map, right? Because it was Adrian Peterson and Blair Walsh uh, every week putting up like 25 points or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think. McCaffrey could have 1,500 yards and still get it because he could have 1,000 in the air, right? That was never Peterson's game. True, true, yeah. Stuff to say. But, like, the Colts, man, so awesome. I I just, yeah. yeah. They've been so good to us. And And they did that without Darius Leonard, Malik Hooker. Those guys didn't play in this game. Like, unbelievable, that defensive effort. Even against a banged-up Mahomes, 
that was incredible by them. Uh, the Kansas City offensive line has been a strength in the past, but they're starting to get some injury clustering there. Mm-hmm. And like again, injuries happen to every NFL team. It's when injury clustering happens that you're like, oh shit. And injury clustering is happening on the KC offensive line. Yeah, Mahomes. Just going back to the Mahomes conversation for a second. He's the only quarterback in the league right now where when he get when he takes a three step drop. And it's clean, and he can step into a throw. I, I just think it's about to be a touchdown every goddamn time. Right. right. Like, like, every yeah. time. For a few reasons. Yeah. One, uh, because he's just so accurate. The yeah. arm is so good. And also, because the scheme is mm-hmm. so good that you're like, someone has been schemed open. Yeah. Like, if, if, if he has any time in the pocket, you're like, okay, by now someone's open because there was a scheme that, that, that conned the defensive back into making a bad move. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's so yeah. good. All right. Uh, let us move into week six in the National Football League. First up, Thursday nighter. Um, could be more interesting than the line is leading it to believe, but uh, probably not. Uh, the New England Patriots are at home against the New York Giants, who uh, for, for all of the uh, the dynasty talk and the Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, this is the team that has habitually clipped the New England Patriots uh, over the years. Two Super Bowl losses taken away. Um, however, this is not Eli Manning. This is Danny This is Danny Dimes. Uh, heading and into, this is uh, also not Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Barkley. Not, not Sterling Shepard. Yep. And it looks like Evan Ingram's not participating either, and he's one of those guys where, like, if this was a Sunday game, maybe he goes, but he's yeah. certainly not going on a Thursday mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, this is, so that's not good. This is this has disaster written all over it. Also, rookie quarterback on the road going into New England, where they're going to be fired up against uh, on a Thursday. Yeah, against like Daniel Jones, like Daniel Jones played in the ACC. Mm-hmm. So, like, not that it's a disaster conference, but he played in the ACC at Duke. The defense and the scheme that he's about to see, mm-hmm. and I've got a, a a commentary about that with the Patriots in just a second. Is this is going to be unlike like. This is not like a guy who played a bunch of SEC teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I'm not saying the scheme is the same as something Pavelchik would do, but the athletes are similar. This is just something so unlike what he's ever seen before. Like, even the, the Vikings last week were kind of an initiation there, and it didn't yep. go well. This is, like, he's got the New England Patriots. And, like, if Bill Belichick is the chess master, this is the best chess board he's ever had. He's got, like, a board full of queens. Mm-hmm. Um this is this is going to be ugly. And I don't, did you guys hear what Adrian Peterson said after the Washington game? I did not, but I liked your analysis of Bill Belichick having more than one queen on the board in a game of chess. Yes, he would cheat. So yes, yeah. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Sorry, uh, queen his whole life. Yeah, right. So what did Adrian uh, say? He said. You know, when we were watching tape of these guys. Oh, yeah, saw, sorry, I did hear this. Sorry, yeah, continue. A bunch of, like, exo- I forget the exact quote. A bunch of, like, you know, exotic blitzes yeah. or whatever it happens to be. But they just kind of, you know, played a pretty standard defense against us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and we and like Adrian Peterson <laughs> knew exactly yeah. what he was saying, yeah. which is they didn't <laughs> have to do the stuff they normally do against yeah. us. Yeah. That said, that I just, and I know this is a bizarre thing to say. Do you guys think that the. Like, and I'm not saying it's a hype train necessarily, but have we thought terribly hard against about who the Patriots have actually played outside uh, of Buffalo? Well, this every year though this happens where they just they they get tra- they they play the number one schedule every year for the uh, for the AFC East, and every year it's a goddamn cakewalk somehow. Every year yep. they play the five weakest team. Now, most of the time, the weakest teams in the league that they get are the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins, so that contributes to yeah. it immensely. Now the Bills are good. But, yeah, but yes. the, every year they play, like, they, they get an, uh, a freaking 16-game schedule, and 9 to 10 of the – or 9 to 12, actually. I'm going to bunt that number up. 9 to 12 of those are cans of corn. They get tomato cans every Wait. every week, every year. So the teams that New England has beaten outside of Buffalo are yeah. Washington, the Jets, Cincinnati, and Miami. Yeah. Uh, William, would you care to guess who the bottom four teams in DVOA are? <laughs> I'll bet you it's exactly those four. Yeah. Those would be the exact four bottom four teams, yes. Yeah. And here's the here's the gap. The mm-hmm. gap between 28 Arizona and 29 Washington, like 28 Arizona is at minus 21.9%. Washington's at 32.3. So that gap, like if you have an 11-point gap, the gap between 28 Arizona and 18 Oakland is the same as the gap between 28 Arizona and 29 Washington. Those four teams are the worst four teams in the league by a 
massive, mm-hmm. massive margin. Now, there's something to be said where playing the Patriots may probably... Yes, oh help. yeah, I'm, I know that doesn't help, mm. but it turns out that those four teams have also not managed to beat anyone else either, so... Yeah, they were bad when they played every other team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Patriots are getting 17, and I don't see a world where you can uh, take the points with the Giants. Normally, I would say jump all over this, but again, you got to throw out the adages with the Patriots. Uh, and it's a, a road and team on a Thursday is uncomfortable, yeah. even if it's Rookie 17 quarterback, points. Uh, number one defense by DVOA, the New England Patriots. Uh, Bill Needles, minus 17 for the New England Patriots. I don't want to go anywhere near this, but I'm not laying 17, so I'd take the Giants. Interesting. I, I like. I would be... I, 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 I'm staying away, but I would be sorely tempted to lay the 17. I really would. I, I don't want to gamble on this game or watch this game. Mm-hmm. Would be my would be my thought process here. Fair. This You're is gonna the, have to. It's Thursday. Yeah, this is the highest. I do not have to watch this game. Yeah. This yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you'll watch. You know. Yeah. You'll. I actually I'm looking at my fantasy leagues right now to see if I have if I'm playing anyone who has players in this game. And by players in this game, I mean like you know players on the New England Patriots because yeah. I just I want to yeah. I want to just pretend this football game doesn't exist well who would be the number one thing like the Pats D would be the number one in this game yes that'd be right? a great yes yeah. that'd be the play you would want the most in this game by a long shot yeah. uh, other than that I, I would say that Julian Edelman's probably an every week play mm-hmm. but if Ingram and Barkley and, and Shepard are hurt no one on the Giants is even remotely close to usable yeah because Tate so. doesn't Tate got back last week we, we failed to mention that last week's podcast yeah. but tate uh, like they were expecting a lot for a guy who was getting back for the first week with a quarterback he wasn't expecting to throw him the ball so yeah. there's that that uh, suspension by the way was bullshit but anyway that's it seems like if you believe his story if if you believe his story. i think it seems like it seems like it, like i honestly like do story I, but i honestly do because the detail he gave in it was so but like so i'm like either golden tate's a sociopathic liar or this is true, and I'm just like, right. from what I know, there are too going. there are too many details that say that sync up with the science. You yeah. know what I mean? Anyway, that's yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, and it was certainly a better excuse than Ryan Braun's. Like, oh, I left it in you know next to raw meat in my fridge or whatever. <laughs> like, it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, be yeah, be reasonable. Ryan Braun's a scumbag. Uh, Sunday night or Sunday morning, actually, I should say. Uh, yeah. Because we have yet another London game, except they got it right this time. They, they the NHL got this. Or NHL, sorry, NFL got the schedule this right. Uh, uh, right this. I week. love breakfast football. Yeah, 9:30 a.m. Another London game, and this time actually should be a decent one. The Carolina Panthers are heading to Tampa Bay, or sorry, Tampa Bay is the home team, quote unquote, uh, for this one. Uh, the Bucks are getting two as the technical home team in London. I think I was down on the Bucks last week because I thought it was a great spot for the Saints, and it turns out I was right. Um, I believe Billy joined me on that one. I now think the opposite of this game, even though it's in London. So I was sorely tempted to place my first bet on London, but uh, on a London game, but I, I abstained from it, and uh, I stayed away. But I do like I do I was severely severe. There were two games that I was severely severely tempted in this game, and this was one of them. Was the Bucks plus two in London? What do you think, Bill? I think I like the Panthers here. I, okay. I, I don't think the Bucks are that good. I think they got a, a soft defense that can cough up a lot of points. And I think the way Carolina's been playing, they should be able to move the ball on Tampa Bay. Um, I'm not sure. Like, Winston seems to be real good when he's going against the bad defense. But as soon as he plays anybody above average, I, I think he struggles and he's going to make a few mistakes. So I'll take Carolina. Uh, Bucks plus two. What do you think, Crick? This is, yeah, I think it's just going to come down to uh, we've seen the Panthers secondary play very well so far this season. Uh, this is going to be a hell of a test. Yeah. Uh, the Saints secondary was up to the test. Uh, let's talk about Lattimore for a second. Like, jeez, yeah. like two weeks in a row, he takes Amari Cooper out of a game mm-hmm. and then holds Mike Evans without a catch. Yeah. He's, like he's the he's the geez. hit guy right now with the premier yeah and like corner. and he yeah. yeah but he's he's got to be in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. I think that, that sometimes he's a guy that if he's not going up against one of those aces like Cooper and and, and Evans, sometimes he's not yeah. quite all the way there. He needs but, that challenge. You feel like he needs yeah. that marquee yeah. name in order to get yeah. up for it. And, yeah. yeah, but Might be something there. 
two incredible weeks in a row from him. Um, I just defenses don't travel well, so there might be something to just taking the points every time there's a London game. I mean, it happened last week yeah. with with the, yeah. uh, with, with the this. The Browns, I, I right? could see this game wind up being a little more high scoring than uh, yeah than people think for so that sure. Forty eight might be a little bit low, so there might yeah, be something that's to that I was, over. I, I, yeah. I was just looking at that. I'm like, yeah. hmm, that might be I could something. I see myself betting on that. Yeah, I don't mind that 48. Uh, next up, the Cincinnati Bengals are heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens have dropped a couple now, and they are laying 11 at home. If you're going to take the Bengals, I think this is the spot, but the Bengals have just looked so bad to me. I just, I, I'm not the sure defense. if I'm ready to lay... 11 with Baltimore, no, especially in a... Uh, I'm, I'm ready to lay 11 with Baltimore. You are? And I, I don't know. This. I was staring at... I, I just, staring I at just feel as though this is a game where the Ravens are up 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, I could see like, that. I feel like, you know, I know it's only week six, mm-hmm. but like... And I know the Bengals kind of like, you know, they, they just lost Arizona at home. Like, I, I feel we've already seen signs of the Bengals quitting. Uh, it's a bad, bad, bad roster mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and I know Baltimore's secondary is uh, they, they've they've lost some guys, but I don't think that matters against the Bengals. I just think the Ravens' offense is just going to come out and just be all over them. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be. I I I think that the this is this is a, a blowout win is my prediction here. I know the sharps were on the Bengals, but I think that's just uh, the sharps doing their their thing where like we're getting. Oh, points oh I'll in take a eleven points. Matchup, yeah, right. Yeah, in a yeah. divisional matchup, getting points. And the yeah. Bengals have had these weird moments where they like they're the like every other week team like basically I think you want them in the the even numbered weeks and you don't want them in the odd numbered weeks for whatever dumb reason. Uh, Ravens laying eleven at home. What do you think, Bill? I think I go Bengals here. Um, the Bengals are bad. Baltimore's pretty good, uh, but I think Baltimore won't be going high flying here. I think it'll be a pretty slow paced game, in which case it's hard to get up by, you know, that many points without you know the backdoor cover or something like that so i think i take the the Bengals. i'll take the points here Marvel. i will say this i would say this uh if the, the one thing you have to consider for taking the Bengals here is like would you be at all surprised if baltimore scored on defense in this game no <laughs> no not at all that might be the difference uh the Bengals. the Bengals should trade defense. aj green After, yes like, apropos of nothing but the Bengals should trade aj green and i've been hearing that people like teams have been willing have been I don't know if they've been offered, but like a first-round pick is apparently on the table, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And if that's Bill Barnwell wrote a piece saying the 49ers should just put all the chips in the center and just say, "Hey, what do you want for AJ Green?" and just make it happen. Yeah, and why then you not? scheme you scheme AJ Green the way that Shanahan schemed Julio Jones in Atlanta. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, now AJ doesn't have the physical dominance that uh, Julio does, but like he certainly got like the hands for it when he's and the route running and, and that's the route stuff. running. Yeah, when yeah. he's on the field, his problem has always been he gets hurt all the time, which sucks. Uh, body's made of glass, but when he's on the well, field, maybe maybe there, maybe the NFL won't send them to some sort of makeshift field in the middle of the regular season. Then. Oh God, so stupid, uh, so stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yes, they should trade AJ Green, and if mm-hmm. they were logical, they would. But you can't count on the Bengals for that. Uh, so Although we'll the Bengals are, um, th- this is one of those things where they're they're a notoriously cheap franchise, and this is one of those spots where being a cheap team actually helps you, right? Because uh, th- th- something's kicking in for AJ Green, so it, it might be that, like they might look at it and be like, "Wow, we don't want to pay that. Trade them and then get a first round pick." So this might be one of those spots where be, where their cheapness is, is actually an asset mm-hmm. as opposed to a detriment. Yep. Uh, so there's that. Uh, next up, this game I think is going to be incredibly fun, if I'm being honest. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are taking on the Cleveland Browns. Browns are at home, and they're getting one point at home. Um, the hype train, like, they laid an egg on Monday. They laid an absolute egg. They, they laid an absolute And that was egg. coming off of, like, an incredible performance at Baltimore the yeah. week before. Yeah. Bizarre. I, I think I think this is I think the Browns are going to be the Jekyll and Hyde team of this year. Mm-hmm. I, I, and here's it, what I'll it, say about the Browns, yeah. and I don't know how much you got you guys watch on Monday. Oh, I watch. But yeah. like you, when you had because I I had the debate on as well because of my job. Um, yeah. Uh, but I had the picture and picture on. I had the debate the Leafs and Monday Night Football cycling through. Yeah, uh, the Blues. You. Blues. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they got goalied. Beat all um, the Central Division teams except for the Avs. That's the rule. <laughs> they uh, they got goalied. Uh, Bennington, I think, made almost 40 saves. He did. Um, so 
the, the Cleveland had a drive. They're down 14 nothing, And they had this really good-looking drive. And Mayfield hit someone. I think it was Antonio Callaway. Uh, in the end zone, like a 10-yard throw. Goes off Callaway's hands. He kicks it in the air. Gets caught by a Niners guy that returns it to the 40. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, well, it's clearly not Cleveland's night. And I think after that, the Browns are like, all right, we're done here. So... It was a situation where just everything was going against yeah, them. But Bre- you're right. The, the first play of the game was like Breida untouched for 83 yards yeah. or whatever it was. Like yeah. untouched. Like yeah. I could have taken that to the so house based on the that. The Browns eventually thing. figured things out. They, they you know, uh, uh, but then after the figuring of things out, they had just a, an incredibly bad break. And that just wrecked the game. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what to expect out of the Browns going forward. But hey, if you're talking about teams that should be trading first round picks. And the, if the Browns think that they have any chance to be good this year, and I know they're two and three, but the division is kind of a jump ball. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're not calling Washington's team and just being like, look, you have Trent Williams just sitting there. Yeah. Trade us Trent Williams. Yeah, that's not a bad move. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I like Browns, this game. This yeah, Browns game. getting one at home. I think this is a spot to, to bet on Cleveland. I really do. I this agree. Has, this has a classic Seahawks. Like, like everything is going against the Browns in this game is is the Seahawks are coming off the super rest. They, they won the Thursday game last week. Tough break to Craig. They won by one and the minus two he had. Yeah. Uh, and the Browns are playing short week because they played on Monday. So there's a point for the Seahawks. The Seahawks coming off a super emotional win. Browns coming off looking as crappy as you could possibly look. So everything's set there for the Seahawks. This is also a, a game that is hitting the 80-20 rule, you guys. Um, the 80-20 gambling rule is that if there are 80% of the tickets on one team, uh, you should bet the other way because that means the overwhelming public perception is on the one team and it's uh, you're just always supposed to go against the public. So this is an 80-20 rule game because 80% of the public tickets are coming in on the Hawks in this game. Wow. And you're getting the short home dog. Um, so everything is just – all of the adages are just there saying you should, this, is, this is a spot to take the Browns uh, getting a point at home. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I I could see the Browns coming out and being terrible again, in which case the Seahawks make short work of them. But uh, I don't like either of these. I, I think I, I think I like the Seahawks more. I don't think the Browns are good. And I know they've had a few flashes of being impressive, but I, I think I'd rather have the Seahawks here. I think they're a better team. Massive coaching gap in this one. That that is that is what yep. I'm saying. If you're if you're looking for a reason to not bet the Browns, massive coaching gap because Freddie Kitchens just isn't good. And who would have thought that promoting the offensive coordinator of the guy who is the worst co- worst coach in the history of the National Football League wouldn't work out? <laughs> like, what are the yeah, they look so good with Kit. Like I think they just got to get back to some stuff they're doing at the end of last year with Kitchens. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, like, and, and you know what? Against Baltimore, they did that. Against Baltimore is we're gonna pound the ball with Nick Chubb. Yeah. And we'll see if you can stop it. And Baltimore couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, now, but they the reason they couldn't do that against the 49ers is because they had the they had the ball once, they had a three and out, and then they got the ball back the second time, and they were down 14 nothing. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I just I, I'm looking goal. forward to like the game of the week involves the 49ers, and I'm excited to talk about them. But yeah, let's. Yeah. Uh, I just think it was the no effing way game for the. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what it was. So Every single I thing. Like, I like the Browns this week, and I think they're going to be one of my five. Uh, next up, another fun as heck game. I think good slate this week, you guys. Uh, the Saints are up against the Jaguars, and uh, the Jaguars are laying one at home. And I tell you, I had the I was against the Jaguars last week, and um, with Carolina, and I wasn't really sweating it until uh, Gardner Benchu was lobbing up the third Hail Mary attempt yeah. of the last maybe the, Maybe the Panthers should have stopped committing penalties. Yeah, I know. Um, and then there was a fourth, and I, I maybe I blacked out a little bit there, so I'm not sure if there was a fifth attempt at a Hail uh, Mary. I think it was just four, but still. <laughs> but, like, at, at a certain point there, I was like, if they allow one more, then Menchu made it, like... I couldn't have imagined like somebody coming down with a weird hail mary, uh, just and being like, and then Shumania continues. That's <laughs> just like, but that was the only part where I was sweating. it. other than that, uh, the Panthers were were there the whole time. Um, I think this is a good spot to bet the Jags, the Saints. I, I was all over the Saints last week. They played really well. Um, two home games in a row though now, and Teddy Bridgewater looked fantastic uh, against the Bucks last week. I just think this is a tough spot for him going into Jacksonville. It's going to be hot in Florida. He's going to be like a, a short road dog, but uh, I, I just think this is a tough spot for him. Maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars get Ramsey back for this game, 
but uh, even so, I just think this is a, a tough spot, and I'm, I'm expecting the Saints to just uh, lay an egg coming off of two emotional wins in a row and now playing on the road. So I like the Jags in this spot as the short home favorite. What do you think, Craig? I'm going the other way. Um, I just think the Saints defense has been so good the last couple of weeks. If they yeah. are able to even remotely continue that, they're going to be fine. I think that the formula here for the Saints is the same as it was at Seattle, mm-hmm. which is we're going to pound the ball, we're going to play good defense, and then we'll figure it out at the end of the game. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, the Saints, uh, they, they've really impressed. Like I said it last week, but the, the, I think the Saints have to be the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can certainly argue. Because, like, Drew Brees is coming back. back. Yeah, especially yeah. when they get Brees back. Yeah, I, I just uh, I just, I think this is a spot where they're going to get clipped. Um, Jackson yeah. is probably going to be one of my five. Uh, what do you think on this one, Bill? Yeah, I, I think I lean towards the Saints and, and two words, ball control. I think they'll be yeah. able to. Teddy Bridgewater is, is doesn't really have, I, I think, the deep ball. Um, but he can not make mistakes and he can complete a high percentage of passes. Mm-hmm. And when you have Alvin Kamara, um, all you need to do is control that yeah. clock, score your three, um, and, and that'll be enough to stay ahead yeah. of Jacksonville. So I like the Saints. And this, this is what I say about the Saints right now. The defense is good, and the other side of the ball, they've got Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, a good offensive line, and Sean Payton. Yeah. Like, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, oh, no, I agree. And, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Like they, they've had two big wins in a row. They're going on the road. I, I understand your knowledge entirely. But here's the one thing I'll say, and I don't. I'm not saying this is going to necessarily flip the game for me. But you talked about a coaching edge in the Browns versus uh, Seahawks game. Mm-hmm. There's a significant coaching edge on New Orleans side. In this one. I, that's true, but I, I, I don't want to. Marone, I gotta say, ever since he's had Menchu, and like it's the thing I want to say. Uh, Men, Gardner Menchu, he belongs. He belongs. In, in the in the in a, as a quarterback and I don't know what yep. the hell they're gonna do when Nick Foles gets back but it, it certainly seems like this man belongs and I, I would say more so than like a Daniel Jones that we've been watching and getting a little too hyped up about because he's in New York and uh, Kevin Durant had some things to say today about what happens when you're in New York and how perhaps stuff can get overly hyped when they don't deserve it when it's completely undeservedly so but Menchu Menchu belongs. Like he's he's one of yeah. the he's he should definitely be a starting quarterback in the National Football. He's League. one of the he's one of the thirty two best guys in the world. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next up, another banger of a game. We've got some really good bangers. Um, the Houston Texans. Oh, I love this game. Are heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are getting minus five. Okay, just. We will never see the Chiefs being favored at, at, at home this low again. You've got to jump on the Chiefs. This is a, a complete overreaction to everybody seeing uh, Mahomes get his ankle rolled up the other week. Yeah, but doesn't that matter? It does, but it doesn't. I'm just saying, I just if, if Mahomes is even even remotely... But, I mean, like even when he was rolled up, we still saw him scramble a lot. I just think the Colts are really, really good, you guys. Like I just I just think the Colts are really really the good. The Colts are a very well coached team. And and, um, and the Texans are a damn good team. That. They've been very they're yeah, they're not well coached. They're a damn good team. They've been very good to us in terms of like over/unders and 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 betting and they're there when we need them and they're not there when we don't need them to be there. I'm I'm going to trust the, the the Texans to to lay an egg and the Chiefs to just kind of get uh, back at it. I just think Couldn't you see the Texans scoring 35 points in this game though? Potentially, but I could also not, see not on the scoring... like, Yeah, the Chiefs score forty, then you're fine. But yeah, um, yeah this is gonna. This is such a fun game. Yeah, this is this is gonna be one of my five though. I, we're never gonna see it low with the this Chiefs again, and I just think this this. I, I'm gonna bet that the ankle is is just gonna be like, it's not gonna be that that big for for Mahomes because like if Mahomes if Mahomes comes out is fine. Like, like if he like he's because he's going to be probable all week because they're going to do that thing where he's probable and then all of a sudden the second he started the second they announce he's starting this line jumps to seven yeah right so get the five well right I think that now. I think the people know that Mahomes is going to be out there the question is what version of Mahomes is out there but like yeah, he's even, out there but scramble even right. hey, how many how many quarterbacks in the league are you taking over even eighty percent Patrick Mahomes not many is the I, I just, zero? I, I'm just yeah I don't know if it's zero but I'm just I, if, if I was sure that we're getting 80% Patrick Mahomes, and sure, based on what we saw in the second half of the Colts game, I'm not certain that's what we're getting. I, that I'm not, I'm my not hesitation. sure. I thought he was making his throws and still moving. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but I thought the Colts were just good. I thought the Colts yeah. were just flat out good. 
if I'm being honest. They had, they had, a, they had a very good – but here's the thing. I think, they, I think, I think if, if Mahomes – They had won, the best defensive performance against the Mahomes-era Chiefs yeah. by, like, by double, mm-hmm. you know? No, they had never given up. No, no one ever – the Chiefs never scored less than 26. They scored 13. That is, like, you can game plan all you want. But that – part of that is the rhythm of the offense was dramatically impacted by – by Mahomes. Now that said, Andy Reid's got a week to say, okay, we've got a situation where Patrick can't really move that much, so we're going to redo a couple of things. So there's that going for them. I just, uh, and, and I'm probably taking the Chiefs here. I'm not saying they're one of my five. I would take the Chiefs if I was betting on this game. My concern would be like the 80% Mahomes thing you said. You're right. I just would want to know that I'm getting 80% Mahomes. That's that would be my concern. Yeah, fair. I just I, I think that, that we're never going to see the Chiefs at home this low during the Mahomes era again, and I just want to jump all over it. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Chiefs minus five. Uh, I think I like the Chiefs in Arrowhead. I do. I I, I think some sorry, they will be able to move the ball with some consistency. I and I think what you said with uh, Andy Reid having a week there is what's important to me. Um, if Mahomes isn't game ready, they'll do what they got to do to get him so he can function. You know, he's still going to be a good decision maker. He still has a phenomenal arm. If he can't scramble like he used to, fine. They call different plays, but at least they're ready for it this time around. So I, I like the Chiefs here. Uh, one thing I'll say from the Chiefs game planning perspective is, and I don't know how much this matters for this week, but they play the Denver Broncos in Denver. Mm-hmm. in four days on Thursday Night Football That's after true. this game. Now, I, I'm not saying they're scared of the Bronco matchup. They shouldn't be. It's but short week that, it's just yeah. the short week is on the way. So how much does that impact things here? That would be another question that I've got. Was the was the last time the Broncos and Chiefs played on the Thursday night, or was that the Jamal Charles? The Jamal snafu? Charles fumble game. The snafu. <laughs> yep. Ooh, boy. And <laughs> there is a Super Bowl champion's hat in my yeah. home right now yeah. that would not be here for not if not for that football game. Yeah, because you wouldn't have had the, that game. Would not home Denver. field against the Patriots. Yeah, would have went in New England. I remember yeah, that. I remember would, you they, just – I remember you, I got home from work and uh, I had PVR'd the game. And uh, so I didn't start watching it till like 11 and I was fast-forwarding through everything. And all I saw was a text from you that was like 14 exclamation points. And I was like, yeah, huh, wonder what that's about. And then I was like, oh, that's what that was about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. That was the last, like, one of the last, like, real Peyton Manning games. You know what I mean? Because remember, they were down two scores, and he brought them back. And then they, after they tied the game up is when the the Charles, but Manning got hurt a little after that. And then he, like, but that, so that might have been the last, like, real Peyton Manning game. Although he had a a nice two-minute drive in Detroit at a game that all of us were at. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the last kind of real Peyton Manning game where it's like, oh, shit, we're down two scores, but he brought them back. Yeah. Um, That was the last one of those. Uh, and remember, I was on this podcast ranting about how much I hated Thursday Night Football because I hated the matchup for Denver that week. Like, I can't believe we have to go to Kansas City in four days. This whole thing is so stupid. I hate Thursday Night Football. It sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. And then I came back on the next week, and I'm like, look, I said some negative things about Thursday Night Football that I, that I did not mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, yeah. next up. Anyway, uh, do, like, Okay, so I'm just going to say it, and then can we just not talk about it? No. Uh, well, here's the thing. We have to talk about this game from a gambling perspective. But this is the all-time, not like, not even a discussion, 100% This is the most layup. game in the history of the NFL. This is the worst game. This is the worst game in the history of the NFL. The worst game. And, like, there's another podcast I listen to that has their version of, 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 like, ours is the Scott Hansen game. They call it the corner TV game because they're, you know, they're watching it in, in the in the sports book where they've got, uh, like, nine different televisions and the corner yeah. TV is the game that they put. But we have to talk about this game from a gambling prospect. But uh, before we do, Craig, Craig, please do your thing. Uh, Scott Hansen. versus Dolphins. Scott Hansen. Under no circumstances. Should you show this game? I don't care if one of the teams has just done a 98-yard triple reverse for a touchdown. I'd rather see a Chiefs-Texans punt. Scott Hansen, <laughs> do not show this game. Dude, would you play anybody in this game fantasy-wise? Uh, no. Yeah, like you that's can't. the thing. Because, like, like, who's playing Washington and who's playing Miami has been a pretty solid matchup all year. Yeah. But now you can't do it. Yeah. 
But like, even if this was the Bengals in one of these two teams against the Bengals, like you're playing Tyler Boyd for sure. You know, now you're playing been, Joe Mixon for sure. There's no one here. Yeah, it has been a year of historic lines as far as gambling from multiple 20, 20 point deficits each week, et cetera, et cetera. This is an 0-5 team that has just fired their coach going on the road and they are minus three and a half favorite. <laughs> They're giving points they or, are giving, on the road. Like, on the road. This was the other game. Like I talked about how I stared at the, the Bucks for a long time. I stared at the Dolphins for a half an hour, I got to say. Just stared at them, trying to work up the, the chutzpah to say this is the week the Dolphins cover because this is bullshit. I know that they're terrible, but the Washingtons are just as terrible as them. And the, the, the Washingtons cannot be getting three and a half points on the road. I don't care if the three of us are on the field. This is ridiculous. Like, you just, this is the all time you have to hold your nose and take the Dolphins. Like, you just, they just fired their coach. They can't be laying points on the road. They're 0 5! Yeah, it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. What do you think, Bill? Um, I don't don't know. I don't care. Uh (laughs) I just think, like, there's actual opportunity here. I can't believe this is insane. This is the worst game that that will ever be played in the history. And this game might end up being, honestly, probably like 48 to 35 or something like that. Like, both teams will be so bad. It'll be like... I do kind of like the over. Like, it's 41. Is that what you got for the... Yeah, 41. Yeah, like, if you're just betting on both teams being so terrible that every play is like a 70-yard, somebody got loose, right? Yeah, (laughs) or or an interception return for a touchdown. Exactly, right? Like, God. I think... Oh, short field, right? You got to take the points here. I, I don't see how you can, like I don't see how you could justify laying three and a half on the road with an 0 and five team, no matter who they're playing. I just the the mere fact we have to talk about this game from a gambling perspective is so hilarious to me. Like, oh my god, <laughs> what do you think, Greg? Minus three and a half with the Washingtons. <laughs> god, I hate it. Oh god, I hate right. it so bad. Yeah. I mean, you just have to hold your nose and take the Dolphins if, if, if you can work up the gumption. I could not do it. They're not one of my five, but, God, I wanted them to be. I really did. Um, last game of the 1 o'clock slate. This one is is probably going to be one of my five. The Philadelphia Eagles are taking on your boys, Bill. Uh, and they are sure. saying that these two teams are even on a neutral field. But because it's in Minnesota, the Vikings are getting the three-point bump. I think the Vikings are much better than the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, despite what DVOA says, because DVOA is Philly as the fourth-ranked team, I, I don't see that. Um, I like the Vikings in this spot, and I'm probably going to lay the three, and they're probably going to be one of my five. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I certainly like the Vikings. I don't know if I'd make them one of my five this week. Um, I think the Vikings are a better team, but the Eagles are coming off a pretty impressive win. Uh, Vikings just, I I mean, they didn't play that well against Chicago. I know Chicago's defense really shut them down, but the Eagles defense has been decent too. So I think I like Minnesota in the game. I think I like them to win, which they need. Um, but I'm not as confident as you are. Fair. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Vikings laying three at home against the Eagles. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of thinking the Eagles here. I, I just think that they... I think the Eagles are a little bit smoke and mirrors from what we've seen so far, but the Vikings can lay eggs. Both these te- yes. Both yeah. these teams, though, are like amongst the NFC... Like, well, I'm still not sure the best team the NFC is, but uh, it's probably the Saints. Both these teams, though, are, are certainly content in that conference they're both these are both good teams these two teams are actually very weird because i agree with you i think they're both contenders but they're also both completely capable of just laying in absolute egg at any time and yep. Yep. Uh, so that's the risky run but i think the vikings are gonna be one of my three i think i think they they've righted the ship a little bit after last week and this is a big spot with the eagles who i think are a little bit the, overrated if, if the thing that ails your team is your passing offense the giants are a nice opponent Fair. to have. Yeah, a lot of wide open guys. Because obviously <laughs> Adam, the other Adam Thielen yeah. and Stefan Diggs, they were obviously not happy with how things were going. Like, all right, Adam, here's uh, here's a couple of scores and 150 yeah. yards. Hope you feel yeah. better. Yeah. Um, 
rather than do the marquee matchup, because I think there's a bunch of good games, uh, why don't you... Uh, actually, I don't know. Marquee, Chiefs-Texans is marquee, right? That's the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock? Although, Saints -Jackson. 1 o'clock say, but it's not my favorite game of... It's not my favorite game of the week, Chiefs Texans. No, the the four o'clock game has has a butte coming up yeah. here in a minute. Um, so let's slide to the four o'clock games. The Atlanta Falcons are uh, heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The Atlanta Falcons, despite being one and four, and despite being not very good, and uh, <laughs> what's their record? Oh. One and four against the spread. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Um. They are laying two and a half on the road against Arizona. Uh, Arizona is getting that home. God, I just don't trust either of these teams. So this might be a stay away for me. But if you're one of those compulsive types who just has to gamble, I don't know, maybe the Cardinals, I guess, getting the getting the, the as the home dog. What do you think, Bill? No, I take the Falcons here. I think the Falcons have a history of playing really well against bad teams. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think they'll be able to move the ball with some consistency. I think the Cardinals have been not as bad as you'd think, but certainly not good. So I like the Falcons here. Oh, and three on the road and in and against the spread are the Falcons. Uh, I want the Cardinals. You want the Cardinals or Craig? Sorry. Yep. Yeah, I want the Cardinals. I think so uh, too, but like I, I just take just... The points at home. I just uh, why yeah. why am I giving away points this Atlanta on the road? Yeah, like I understand the Cardinals are not good. I I, I I don't dispute that, but I just don't. I I, I don't want to. I'm not comfortable giving up points to this Atlanta team on the road. The mm -hmm. defense is legitimately bad, and I thought like I I bet money on the Falcons being good this season. I thought the defense was going to be fine, but mm -hmm. because like oh okay, last year they had all those injuries. The guys in the middle of the defense are going to be better now. They're going to be healthier. Uh, Keanu Neal got hurt again, which sucks. Very good player, but they are healthier healthier and still not good on defense and at some point you gotta think that that means uh i don't know if it means a 5 a.m meeting at uh at the washington team facility with daniel snyder but it might mean that uh, dan quinn uh uh soon is no longer the coach of the uh atlanta falcon yeah he's he's gotta go firing um, Jake, by the way at 5 a.m is the, just the most dickish thing you could possibly imagine yeah it's, and it was so easy to do after that weird photo of him smoking a doob at uh, whatever party. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why. If you're going to fire him, just fire him after the game. Like, yeah, why did you I, fire so dumb? I don't know. Dan Snyder's. We've talked about this enough. Person. I want to get to the next game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, Although, I, I just want to say this matchup is one of the uh, few matchups this week. There's like three or four matchups where the, uh, the two teams playing each other are right next to each other in DVOA. Um, now you got to scroll down a little bit on the DVOA page to find these two teams, but uh, oh, this, this, these, these are 20, uh, 27 and twenty eight. Yeah, but I think I think Carolina and Tampa Bay was one, and there's another one in there. I, I, Saints, Jags, maybe. Or Eagles and where... Eagles and Vikings are both top seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, it should be it should be good stuff. Uh, next up, a great game. Even when these two teams were. Not great. Like, like when the Niners were really, really good during, like, the Kaepernick, Alex Smith kind of era, Jim Harbaugh kind of era, and the Rams were kind of like the joke, like, uh, Tavon Austin-led team. It was still guys, the Jeff Fisher St. Louis Rams. Yeah, the Jeff Fisher Rams, St. Louis. Rams, not good. Yeah. yeah. These two teams still just, like, went after each other, and it was – and it was they were always just, like, highlight real games. Uh, the Niners, number one ranked DVOA team, uh, short week coming off just – obliterating the Browns uh, at home. They're heading to Los Angeles, taking the Rams. The Rams getting four points uh, in what should be the marquee matchup of the week. Uh, Bill Needles, how do you feel about this one? Rams laying four. Did you say the Rams are getting four? No, no they're, they're laying four. Yeah, laying four. Yeah, that, that's what I, I Why is this not three? Yeah, I don't. This opened up. Well, a five. I feel like you're getting an extra point with the Niners. Before that Monday night game, they had the line out, and I think it was like four five maybe five and a half at some places and then the Niners just obliterated the Browns and it's down to four I, yeah I just don't understand why based on the first five weeks of the season mm -hmm. you wouldn't look at these two teams if you're setting a line and being like oh they're about the same yeah we're gonna make this line home team minus three let's just do the standard well, last year was a thing too yeah no, I mean I, I, I understand that but like last year the Niners weren't healthy at quarterback and they've added you know Nick Bosa like it uh I don't know. I public perception changes things. Yeah, 
I know I get that. I get that. I just I just feel that the the right line for this game is Rams minus three. So I'm taking the Niners because I feel like I'm getting an extra point. Yeah, yeah I think and I like the Niners here. DVOA would say that this isn't even a close matchup. Like the Rams are 17th in DVOA and the Niners are first. So yeah. by, based on that, the Niners and, should. And those business, issues with the interior, those issues with the interior of the Rams offensive line, that's going to be a problem. Very that's going to so, be yeah. a, that's that's going to be a problem. I think in this game. Um, the, the, the Rams had a hard time just cause like Jared Goff, like for, to go through the reads, aggressions and all that stuff, he needs a little bit of time. And a lot, the last couple of years, they've been able to give him that, uh, this year that has not been the case. Now the Rams have still managed to win a bunch of football games despite that. But this year that has not been the case. I, if, if that's not the case this week, that's going to be a real problem. And we'll see what, uh, what Kyle Shannon has in store store for Wade Phillips, but I'm excited for that. Yeah, should be a great matchup. Rams minus four. How do you feel, Bill? I think I like the Niners here. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of similar logic to what you're going at, but I, I think they are fairly equal teams. Uh, so give me some points in this one. All right. Uh, the Titans are heading to Denver to take on your boys, uh, Craig. Uh, Broncos, short home favorite, minus two and a half, coming off that, that uh, big win against the Chargers. Titans. Really? No, come on. I don't know. I bet again. I, I didn't actually bet money, but I said that I didn't think the Broncos are going to cover last week, so I'm just going to try to hope to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, that's Titans. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's the, the luck fan play, or the the reverse jinx play, I guess. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm not going to bet on. I this. think Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going to have a huge day. I'll yeah. tell you that much right now. The question is, can the Broncos overcome it? Because the Broncos have been gashed on the inside, and that's where Derrick Henry wants to be. That's Derrick Henry's going to have a big day. Yeah. Um. The, I mean, I mean, I think there's so many other better spots this week than that you you just you can easily stay away from this one. But if you're one of those compulsive types that has to gamble, I like the Broncos better as the short home favorite. I just think they're the better team. I'm not sure what DVOA would tell. DVOA tells me they're the better team as well, uh, despite being one and four. Um, what do you think, Billy? Broncos short home favorite minus two and a half. I think Craig was right about um, Henry. Like the Broncos have not been great on the ground. Or they allowed Leonard Fournette to get 200 yards two weeks ago. Yeah, and nobody does that to Leonard Fournette, except like Missouri or somebody. That said, I think, <laughs> I think when it comes down to airing it out, the Broncos have a slight advantage. Maybe? Ew? No? Um, I'll take the Broncos here. Um, I, I think they're a better team. Uh, last game of the four o'clock slate. Four games at seven or at four o'clock this week. So much better than last week. I don't know what the hell was going on with the schedule last week. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who were lauded as potentially being the uh, the best team in the NFC as of three two weeks ago, and Dak Prescott was in line for a two hundred million dollar contract. Um, have laid a couple of eggs. That was one of the worst first halves you'll ever see, and they got their crap together for the for the second half against Green Bay, but by then it was too late. Um, but this week they get the Jets, who are coming off a of bye week, and uh, the Jets are getting Sam Darnold back, so there's good. Uh, but the Cowboys are... This actually opened up at Cowboys minus 10, and then with the new Sam Darnold... Uh, news that he's going to play. This is now Cowboys minus seven and a half. Uh, the Cowboys have beaten three of the worst teams in the league, and they've lost to two of the more decent teams in the league. So perhaps they're the good bad team that just takes care of business against the bad teams and drops games against the good team. But uh, what do you think on this one, Bill? Uh, Cowboys laying seven and a half on the road against the Jets. I think. Yeah, I think seven and a half is too many for the road. I think I take the Jets here. Um, the Jets haven't been terrible enough for, uh, for it to be that many on the road. Um, and, and the Jets are pretty good. Jets have been pretty bad, but Darnold being back, obviously. Yeah. Too. yeah. yeah um, like having Luke fall I'll, for three games, right, is, is you're not going to be high in the DVOA rankings so with that, yeah. right? Yeah. Cowboys haven't been all aces all year, too, though. They've, they've played no. solid football, but... Um, not good enough to be getting that many on the road, so I'll take the Jets. Yeah, the three wins were what? The the Washingtons, the Giants without, or the Giants when it was Eli. And uh, Park, and uh, and Miami's the other one. And Miami. So, yeah, yeah. they've literally, they, they haven't beaten they beat anyone. Bad team. 
Yeah, they haven't beaten anyone that's an actual football team. Now the Jets, you could put in that category of them not being an actual football team. So if you're going to get... about that, like the difference between Darnold and Falk's pretty massive, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Jets here. I I I, I think that they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be uh, full touchdown or more than a touchdown dogs at home. I think that's a little much. I like the Jets. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you got to just hold your nose and take the Jets. Uh, Sunday nighter, the Pittsburgh Steelers are heading to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Um, the Chargers were at home last week, but there were certainly more Bronco fans in in the stands for for that particular game. I don't see why that would be any different for this game with the Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town. Um, I fully expect there to be more Steelers fans, and when the Chargers are on the field in their own uh, building to hear chants of defense, defense. Um, <laughs> that said, the Steelers are down to a guy who I can't even remember. What was his name? Den- what was it? Dennis Haskins was his name, Craig? <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with Mr. Belding. <laughs> Although, yeah. would it, the Steelers' odds of winning this week be that different if Mr. Belding was playing quarterback? Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know. What was the guy's <laughs> actual name? I actually have to Google it. I'm Googling it right now. Oh. De- De- Delvin Hodges. There, uh, yeah, Delvin Hodges. Dennis I wasn't Hodges. that off. <laughs> uh, 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 well, I just, I just love the idea of like there being a fumble on the field and and uh, the Steelers' quarterback coming in when the guys are piling on and trying to get everyone to get off the ball and saying, "Hey, hey, 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 what is going on?" here <laughs> um, oh man the chargers after getting like again minus six and a half at home i i don't understand how you can lay six and a half at home with the chargers i didn't do it last week against the broncos and i certainly wouldn't do it this week against pittsburgh even if i don't know man delvin hodges is the quarterback i don't know i just it's a stay away for me but if if i if you had a gun to my head i would i would take the points what do you think bill i think uh yeah, it's a lot of points. And, and like, Steelers are coming off a, a game with Baltimore. Baltimore's a pretty good team. I'd argue maybe better than the Chargers. And well, I think they're a lot better than the Chargers. Yeah, and they it was a fairly close game, um, which makes me want to say Steelers, but do you really want to bet on this Steeler team going on the road? I would really need not. the Steelers. Yeah, the Steeler defense has to be great, I think, because I don't think they're going to score many points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they will be. Maybe that. Maybe the under the forty one is a good bet this week. Yeah. The problem for the Chargers um, that I don't feel like anybody's really talking about is Philip Rivers has been flat out bad. Yeah, he has not been good at all. Um, now, and like they, they've had some problems along the line, but it's it, not enough to justify how bad River. Like, yeah, he just hasn't been good. Now, perhaps that's just a little like, you know, just a bad couple of weeks and maybe he's Phil Rivers again who goes out there and throws like four touchdowns and 400 yards. I just the Steelers defense has been very good so far this they season. Have. Well, very good against the they're seventh in DVOA. So the yeah. defense, I, uh, I wouldn't be messing yeah. around with thinking the chart. This is the, like if, yeah. if, if the Chargers offense is going to break out, I don't know if this is the week that I'm, uh, I'm predicting it to that much. No, right I agree. So that's why I just, I can't, you just have to hold your nose and take the Steelers, I think. I did it last week with the Broncos. Now it's a little more susceptible because the Broncos, I mean, say what you will against Joe Flacco, but he's 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 a better He's better than Dennis Haskins. Than Dennis Haskins, yes. So. <laughs> is, he better oh. than, is he better than A.C. Slater? Impossible to say. Yeah, yeah. well, we, we may never know, actually. All right, last game of the week. Well, okay, I'm not sure that Joe Flacco would beat Valley. There, I said it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, mercy. Um, last game of the week, Monday Nighter. Actually, a good Monday night game. Congratulations. Uh, although the Monday Nighter last week wasn't a bad matchup on paper. just ended up being a bad game. Uh, the Lions of Detroit, my boys, uh, coming off the super rest uh, with the bye week um, and the Monday night game, will face the Packers. The Packers are laying five. This game opened up at six and a half, and the Sharps hammered the Lions. Absolutely hammered the Lions, emptied their bank accounts to get that six and a half. That line came out, and I could not believe it. Six and a half. That was the we we had the little conversation last week about uh, the public teams. That six and a half line is pure public. The Lions could win this fucking game. And, oh, I, I I love the Lions at five, and they were six and a half to open up this week. I still love the Lions at the five, and they're gonna be they're gonna be one of my five this week. I, I think the, I think the Lions defense is yeah. is, is legit. I set myself up for, for double 
whammy by doing this, but I, I'm sorry. I, I, like, if I see a spot where that you can take the Lions and I think it's justifiable, this is it. The, you, the, the Lions are at the spot here. The Sharps hammered them, man. The, like, they, like they, the Vegas hung a bad line. They hung a bad line with the six and a half, and that's why it's down to five. What do you think, Bill? I agree. I, I like everything about the Lions here. I don't think the Packers have done enough to earn the kind of respect. Like, I think the Lions might have been better than the Packers this year. Mm. Uh, and, and now they're coughing up that many points. It's um, – no, give me the Lions all day. Uh, I, uh, let me ask you guys this about Matt Patricia. Yeah. Is it reasonable to put him – I'm not going to say Wade Phillips category. Mm-hmm. But, like, guy who – you know, good defensive coordinator, the scheme's good. But maybe, like, you know, 2004 Andy Reid category of, you know, actually, no, that's, that's giving Patricia too much credit. But the scheme is good. The guys are put in position to succeed because of scheme. But the game day stuff is just completely and totally clueless. Is that, like, a reasonable spot for Matt Patricia at this point? So, so far, like, evidence would suggest you're, you're, you're right on track there, yeah. There's been bad spots with the, with the Lions where, in, you know, the, the late game stuff has been questionable, to put it lightly. So yeah. I, I, I think yeah, there's just been some yeah. some strange decisions as far as when and what you do and, and things on those lines. But yep. uh, as far as the scheme goes, the defense has been great. Uh, without mm-hmm. Darius Slay, they True. made the Chiefs have to work for it last week. Yeah, they should and... have Darius Slay back after a bye. Yes, so, I'm, I'm fairly certain he's going to play in this game. I, yeah. I think it'll be good. And the Packers, they're what's the Devontae well. Adams situation? Uh, sorry, what's the who? Devontae Adams. I'm going to look like, you know, because he obviously didn't play against Dallas, but. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, not serious, it says. That was one week yeah. ago. Okay. So perhaps he's playing. Um, like, Patricia, like, here's what I'll say. Like, you know, like Bill Belichick's thing. Now, Bill Belichick's got a, a historic defense of, of all time currently as we as we squeak. But, um even when he had like sort of like the mediocre mid-range kind of defenses that still got the job done, his move was always, okay, we're going to make you play left-handed. We're going to take whatever the best thing you do and whatever the best thing you do is, and we're, we're for certain going to take that away, and you're going to have to make your, your second, third, fourth best option beat us. And if that happens, um, so be it, right? Like that's, yep. that's always been the thing. And that has carried over uh in this season so far in the first in the first five weeks of this season with the detroit lions where it's like all right if it like if you're gonna beat us you're not doing it with your number one guy right we will go down saying like all right your fourth fifth guy's got to beat us and if your fourth fifth guy rises to the challenge sure because the lions like against the chiefs like kelsey they were just like nope absolutely not (laughs) right And, figure something and, else out. Yeah, and and uh, they they were able to, albeit a little bit fluky in that Chiefs game. But uh, you know what are you gonna do? It's football. Random crap happens. Um, yeah. So I just the Lions are are, are the spot here because I, I think they could flat out win the game for God's sake. And like you remember the days of like the Lions going into Lambeau and and winning just being unheard of. And yeah, it's just not anymore. That's been the like I would say the kind of the single greatest thing to come out of the the Matt Stafford era is that just the Lions beating the Packers is every no now and then a... they're competitive in this game. Yes. Well, no, they've won this game. It's just yeah, that I know. that's what I mean. But yeah. like you know, for a long time they not only were they not winning the game, but they just simply were not competitive. Oh yeah, like like yeah. the thought of them ever be like I, there was a point in my life where I was like we'll never beat the Green Bay Packers, right? Like we just we will never beat the Green Bay Packers, and and now like it's the thing where i'm like yeah we can go in there and get a, get a w that new one by the way is the is the jets going into uh uh foxborough the jets haven't beaten them in haven't won in foxborough i think in like 13 years or something like that so that's the new uh they won there in the playoffs but oh geez, jesus christ that would have been like 2000 yeah yeah you're, you're right it's probably been about that yeah uh, so that's the new lions and lambowers is the thing where like you go there every year at least once and you haven't bills i think years. have a similar foxborough streak going for them so yeah, yeah. This is this is going good and over in the AFC East. Yeah. Uh, as for this game, as I said, I like Detroit a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to be one of my five. Yeah. Anything to add on this one, Bill? Nope. You guys pretty much covered it. I like Detroit. I think they're a better team this year. All right. Uh, well, let's go into our week five picks. Good week five, or sorry, week six picks. Good week five for us. We're going to try to keep that going. I am sitting in first place, so I shall go first, as is tradition. Um, I'm going to take Cleveland. I'm going to lay the points with Jacksonville. I'm going to take I'm going to lay the points with Kansas City for all the reasons I said about the minus 5 and I don't think we'll ever see minus 5 again. I'm going to trust your boys uh Bill to get it done. 
I'm going to take Minnesota minus the three. And my fifth pick will be my Detroit Lions, which I don't normally do. But uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Lions plus the five. Uh, Craig Needles, who you got? Got the Lions. Mm-hmm. Give me the Jets. Nice. The New York points. <laughs> yep. Uh, the New York points. Uh, I'll take the 49ers. I am going to take the Cleveland team. And I went kind of back and forth on my last one, but uh, make it the Cardinals. Ooh, all dogs from Craig Needles. This yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, Bill Needles, who you got? I am going against Craig on a couple of these, but with him on this one, which is the Lions. Oh, all three of us on the Lions. I will take the Panthers. Going for that London game. I will take Atlanta. I will take the Seattle Seahawks. And I'll go against Mr. Pierce with the Saints. Okay, you're against me on a couple because you took the Seahawks and I got the the Browns and you're taking the Saints. Yep. Sink or swim this week, I guess. <laughs> Perhaps. That's always come back. One five in a week and all of a sudden you're, although those are tough, yeah. but like. You're never quite out of it. Uh, that is it. Uh, crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We are on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Um, we will be back next week, the three of us again, doing week seven, as we always do. Um, as for, I promise that we may do a Joker podcast. We may or may not get to it later on this week. I don't know. I'm going to have to communicate with the guys on the other side, see if they've uh, been out to see the flick yet. And if that happens, so potentially there's a second podcast this week. If not, um, we should be doing it next week. It's something yes. we, we got to talk about this. Uh, we got to talk about this Joker movie and the quote unquote, highly controversial nonsense that has, has, has been around it. Uh, the, the, the people raining down from Mount Pius in their ivory tower uh, on this movie from both sides is is so vomit-inducing. <laughs> I, I, I hate it so much. It's just a fucking movie, you guys. Uh, anyway, that's it. Craig Needles, Bill Needles. Uh, good talking to you guys as always, and uh, we'll be back next week for Week 7. See you again. Yep. All right. Have a good one. <laughs>